Where we come from? Five, four, three, two. Oh, no, you're actually here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're actually on. Yo, what up? Yes, episode six, Flavor in Your Ear, with me, Pepper, and my boy over here, Bo. We're doing a daytime flavor today. Well, yeah, daytime. We're going to try to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Early in the fucking day. <laughs> try, to get to, try to get to those listeners. Yeah. What's going on, bro? Man, life was good until this morning. I woke up and found one of my favorite actors turned to a pedophile slash homo- homophobe. Uh, what's, what's the word? Um, I don't know. You got to be cold, politically man. correct. No, I'm trying to find the, <laughs> the exact word. Like heterosexual and I don't homose- know. Homosexual. Yes, Sorry, homo- yeah, yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being homosexual, but when you're attacking little kids, a little something wrong with you, Kevin Spacey. So I got to worry. I got to wonder now, do they take away his Oscar for being a pedophile in American Beauty? No, and you can't do that. You can't do anything like that. What do you that. mean? They can do anything, bro. They look at they did the Cosby. They took, no, but they I turned think that's... They whole legacy, bro. They won't even put the Cosby show on regular TV. Yeah, okay, but you're looking at a completely different story, right? You're talking about... Oh, shit. Hold on, guys. Right, sure, in the house. Uh, you're talking about, like, a guy who literally was accused by fucking hundreds of women. Yeah. This is one person's accusation, which doesn't necessarily make it valid. You know, they'd have to prove that something actually happened. Because the one... The, the guy who, who claimed that, you know, Kevin Spacey touched him when they were younger yeah he doesn't want to comment on it no more he said he said his piece and now he's done he doesn't want to he doesn't want to talk about it anymore so what was the purpose of him saying his piece he's saying with all the women coming out about the situation in regards to um everybody else you know talking about harvey weinstein and all that stuff he said they gave him the courage to come out and say what he needed to say that's some stupidness man like i think that's cowardly i don't i don't like <clears throat> i get it like it's a lot when you're a kid you don't know what's going on and I wouldn't know what would it, like why are we thinking if I was molested as a kid and then growing into adult and realizing that you didn't really want it. Yeah. But the same token, like, dude, why would you even bring it up if you're not gonna put anything behind it? You just like, not to say that oh I feel bad for Kevin Spacey and you ruined his career or anything. I'm just like, <clears throat> it, it now, I now question like what what your motive was if you just put brought this up and then there was nothing behind it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at all these situations now coming up, and you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't think that you can actually do that job where you're so ingrained in one role, <clears throat> whether it be a rapist, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, eye for an eye with Kiefer Sutherland, yeah, <clears throat> or a pedophile or a crush ender or an insane lunatic like Heath Ledger and Joker, um, a drug addict like. Um, What's his name? Jared Leto. Like, all these people have all these, these... these They do these roles, right? And these roles have got to affect these people at some point, right? Like, they, you got to think that their, their brain chemistry must be rewired differently when you're putting yourself inside these roles yeah. for a period of time. Some people don't even like to be talked to. There's been situations where Christian Bale is like... People have talked about him being a complete asshole because he's such a method actor. If you've seen The Machinist, mm-hmm. guy's basically... a toothpick mm-hmm. then he bulks up and he's in batman you know what i mean like well it's the same thing when he did the the mickey ward story with uh with Wahlberg. yeah he lost so much weight because he had to play like a, a crack at it yeah who was in jail and was you know constantly relapsing and, and getting into trouble so but once again like we're talking you know that's one thing but the the biggest thing about this is like i'm you know i, I watched a story on the news the other day ashley judd came out and she said oh you know i was a victim of harvey weinstein that bothers me years that's my ago. girl Keep going. And the thing the thing about it is, look, man, people are going to talk about the Harvey Weinstein. You can even talk about 
the Kevin Spacey situation. They're not necessarily the same, but as far as Harvey Weinstein goes, this is a powerful individual. So guess what? As much as he's using women or maybe being forcefully aggressive, which I'm not condoning, but at the same time, they needed to use him for something too. So how are you going to claim how much of this, the claims that people are making, how much of it is actually true? And how much did you actually financially profit off of getting a role or becoming a celebrity based on the way that you use that individual? I can't subscribe to that, man, because when you're in a position, when you're in a position of power, doesn't mean you get the right to then... No, no, uh, that's not what I'm saying. But they're using him in the same breath. No, you can't really say that, man. Because that brings about the whole situation that just took place with the Houston Texans owner and his, his players. So, sure, they're making millions of dollars uh-huh. based on playing for this team. Doesn't mean they deserve the right to be called inmates. And No, 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 no. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's what you're saying. But they're, they're mutually... There's a mutual agreement there that we'll play well for you. You'll yeah. pay us a wage. Yeah. And... While your team is doing well, we'll also do well in our pockets, right? Sure, they're they're both mutual exclusives, but that's that's the same thing. How can could you work for a boss that doesn't respect you but pays you well? Uh, I think I'm. I think you're, you're, I think, you're there. I think you're some there? of us are in those situations. You're there already. So Whereas, like, like, like they, I think they respect what we do. Yeah. But I essentially feel like if I was to walk no, out, like, there's if no they don't value. respect you, like I don't mean what you do. I but mean, I would never know that though. I would never know well, that. I, I, I feel like if you don't communicate to me, then that's a sign of lack of respect. Maybe, you know what, for me, I choose not to, to like, get too, too chummy chummy with bosses. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, they have their role and I have my role, right? Exactly. But I still want to be respected. And if you're going to disrespect me at, like, at a base level, like, I can't work for you. I but, don't care how, what, what, what we're doing. Like, I've quit really well-paying jobs because I'm disrespected. And no, it, but we're not talking about regular-paying jobs. We're talking about people who are trying to crack into an industry, where let's be honest how many people as far as celebrities have done stuff that they haven't wanted to do so what i'm questioning is how many women that are coming out i'm not saying that what he's doing is right that's not what i'm saying i'm simply saying how much have you financially benefited from that decision you made right that's all i'm saying like are these women actually using him and now coming out and claiming that he was forcefully aggressive with them that's all i want to know like there's underlining stories there was ashley judd pursued by him maybe she's one of the legitimate victims but are these other women like look you got the david blaine story girl so you're trying out. to say some of these girls may or may not have um had, had consensual it may not sex have started it might have started off consensual and it might have gotten rough or might have gotten something you'll never know that but the fact that there are so many people coming out it begs to differ like it may beg there's the probably some truth to it exactly if, if, if like you know if it walks like a duck it quacks like a duck it must be a yeah. duck right and i'll be i'll be a hypocrite because i've said that like if one person says it you yeah. could probably debate it but if 50 people say it yeah it's probably true so that's the same, look, same thing with r kelly now See, all, all these stars are now coming out with these dude i saw how, some weird shit on him yesterday listen man how <laughs> they put that r kelly song on work and i'm like yo <laughs> I went up to my boy and I'm like, can we really appreciate these songs anymore? No, like, you can't. You, can you? Like, seems you like you're ready. Like, <laughs> age ain't nothing but a number. Trapped in the closet, bro. Like, Pied Piper. All these songs, man, like, they all now kind of contribute to this bigger story. This guy having, A, being uh, in a relationship, getting married to Leah underage, mm-hmm. then pissing on girls, and now having a harem of women that he... That he treats like horseshit. Mm-hmm. It's the three the three strike rules already taking place. We already forgave you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like the, the black community is really forgiving to their stars. Yeah. And we forgave this guy three times. We made fun of him with the whole Dave Chappelle skits and whatnot. Yeah. You we have still to, forgave okay. him. 
I can't I can't co-sign R. Kelly. I what? can't even I, R. Kelly doesn't even R. Kelly will never bump in my whip anymore. I can't I can't <laughs> get down with that. And other people I, yeah. will get down with that. They can they they can separate the two. As, as much as I love Cosby Show, I love Cosby. I was raised in the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. I really haven't watched a Cosby Show episode since the whole thing came, went out. And not to say I wouldn't, but I just haven't. I've had no inclination to watch a Cosby Show episode after that. Because I just, I don't understand people who are in a position of power abusing their power. It's like men who can get women, like, they just fuck all these women and hurt them and fuck them over. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to with somebody else, it's like they don't know, they don't know what to do. Because they're like, now they're jaded because somebody jaded them. Or vice versa, when women do the same thing to men. Yeah. It's not just a one-way strat. I, I just can't respect anyone that abuses their power in order to um, get ahead or just to say that they could do that. And I'm finding now in Hollywood, like, there's, there's always been murmurs and rumors mm-hmm. throughout Hollywood that these kind of things have been going on. If you look right now and search on Google and see the, the rate of kids being abducted in the U.S., it's fucking perplexing, dude. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of this stuff going on. There's a network of this stuff going on that no one talks about. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just lying there, like, seething, like, under the, it's that underbelly, man. It, like, no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. And But instead, we have, you know, th- this guy... And I hate to bring this back up, but I think I find that all these things are now becoming more of a a commonplace issue because we have a president that grabs them by the pussy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have a president that says there's good people on both sides when white supremacists are running down other white people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these things are not acceptable because the head is basically one of these people. I, I bet money, bet money that. Within a year and a half, there's going to be some kind of scandal with Donald Trump. And I'm not talking about the Russia issue. Because everyone already knows that Russia put him in power. Just like everyone knows that OJ committed those damn murders. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know what else there is. To, like, man, the more and more I'm here listening to all these things and seeing them every day, it's like, do you have hope for anything that's going on right now? I mean, it doesn't affect you, like, right here. Mm-hmm. But it kind of does affect you, man. Because it's the, it's the broader scale of things, you know what I mean? Like... If it's up there in the, the look at Hollywood is a major major superpower yeah. in the states. It it has tons of money behind it. Mm-hmm. Tons of people are employed. It influences tons of kids. Mm-hmm. Influences tons of adults even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like look at when the, the the Fifty Shades of Grey came out. How many women are racing to the theater to watch that shit? Like it, it affects everybody. And polit and uh, politics affects everybody, right? Yeah. It just it's just alarming now, man. I don't know how you feel about it, but like. Well, as far as the R. Kelly situation, uh, like I said, you know, I saw a video yesterday that was really weird. So, um, he was basically like dancing on stage, and like a girl's like literally like rubbing his dick, and I was like, okay. So I'm watching this video. Someone's showing it to me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So he's singing. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, that's a lie. I didn't. I watched it. Joe Rogan was playing it because he was doing a podcast with another comedian. So yeah. he was bringing up the situation. Yeah. Old video from like a while back, and she's like rubbing his dick or whatever, and he's singing, and, and you know what I mean. And then she's like wiping him down with a towel, and all of a sudden she grabs his dick, and now all of a sudden he's offended. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like you probably have no boxers or underwear on. You're waving that shit in her face. Yeah. She's a horny fan. What did you think eventually she's gonna do? She's gonna try to grab it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't understand why that's the, that's the end all. Like, that's the worst thing that could have happened. That's a struggle. It's not like she tried to, back. yeah, exactly. It's not like she tried to bite it. Like, Listen, man. The, the, it just makes no sense. Yeah, it's, it's so just, fucking stupid. It that makes no sense. With all the scandals that you're involved in and all the sexual activity that you've been known for as far as like being super freaky, 
a girl, a fan grabbing your dick is the worst thing that could offend you. Like, bet money he got her number then and tried to add her to the harem of women he had. Oh, of course. Bet money. Of course. She, they probably already know each other. Mm-hmm. So how he's playing off like he's offended and shit. So fucking stupid to me. He's, honestly, that guy. He's suspect, you can ne- you can never take away from the fact that he's a great singer. Yeah, music. You could de- you could debate his music whether or not you want to listen to it or not. That's entirely up to you. Yeah. But the fact that he can sing can't take it away from me. But as a person, this guy seems like the most dysfunctional individual I've ever fucking watched in my life. Yeah. Like you can't. That's not something that that's happened in the last ten years of his life. You had to have been that fucked up your entire fucking life. Yeah. And now you're just on a bigger scale where more women want you, and now you're able to just abuse that that sexual freakiness that you have, like because women just want them. You know, I want to be peed on. <laughs> so they, go, yeah. they go and find him because there's just as many female super freaks as there is Arkell. Oh, absolutely. That's why the world and is so fucking being, scary. Be, like, see, that's why I was able to forgive him after the whole peeing on you thing because, like, yo, that, that's a preference. That that you never know. Somebody might say they like that, and then two exactly. seconds later, like, Tupac, Tupac's my like. He was accused of rape because he was in concert with a bunch of dudes that allegedly raped this girl, mm-hmm. and he gets he gets thrown away because he's the high profile person in that situation. Yeah. And what he learned from that is don't put yourself in positions like that. Mm-hmm. And what's one of the lessons that I've been taught is from that particular incident is like, don't be put in positions where you can get caught out and you can get fucked over. Like I I I mind about that. We've talked about it, like the cold club situation. Like just keep in mind though too. Remember, like don't matter when a situation happens like that. Yeah. Nobody's gonna own up to that. Absolutely. They're always gonna point the finger at the fella next to them. So that's why you're like I'm I'm very careful. First off, I don't I don't make a habit of being around a group of people, whether it's males or females, that are fucking hammered. Yeah. Because that's where you run into the problem already. Yeah. If they're girls that I know and they're friends and I know their their boyfriends or their husbands or whatever, they get drunk, even if they ask me for a ride home, yeah. I would be hesitant. Because at the end really? of the day, yeah, because at the end of the day, you never know how they perceive you in a different light. Yeah. You know that they know you're a friend, but you never really know. Like in the back of your mind, I guarantee you once in your life, you've been like, oh, fuck, you know. I wonder what could happen or would happen just because of the relationship that you have with somebody. Yeah. And the fact that maybe you never know at any one time that one of those people could be intoxicated. You drive them home. It's an intimate scenario where you're in the car and you never know what could happen or what could, you know, what they might try. Yeah. And you kind of put yourself in a fucked up position any one way. There's worse situations than that. But I'm just saying I'm even reluctant to do shit like drive people home like one on one if they're intoxicated. Damn. Because it just makes me that that much more uncomfortable well i think that goes that goes to speak to um doing your due diligence about the people you're you're chilling with yeah you know what i mean in some situations you're not in a position where you're with people you know mm-hmm. in that case i'd probably be a little apprehensive to do that too but more like i chill with a lot of people who have boyfriends mm-hmm. and girlfriends vice versa whatever the case is and as long as i know the heart of that person uh-huh. i don't think that I could ever get in a situation where that would happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> that that stuff is scary, man. It's to get accused of something like to prove your innocence is far more difficult after you've been accused. <laughs> well, the thing too is I think like for instance, if you know, just to like kind of put a scenario out there. So like mm-hmm. me and you are real close, knowing each other 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'm out, somehow I run into your girl. Yeah. Whatever, your wife. She's in talk to you. She's like, oh, you know, she sees you, she recognizes you. You're there all at the same time. You leave. She's like, oh, can you drop me at home? Now, 
in that in that time period, like you're driving her home or whatever, and all of a sudden she's drunk, she doesn't know what's going on, and then she tries to make a move on you. I'm talking about like that type of small scale. I'm yeah. not even talking about a bigger scale, like where police are involved. I'm just talking about this. Yeah. Like imagine, and then that story, that comes out to you, and it's like, how the fuck do you decipher who's telling the truth or who's not? Because you'll never know. You trust both parties equally, <clears throat> and then it's like on that scale, how do you decipher who is being honest to you? Right. That's that's the type of thing I'm talking about. Like that's the uncomfortable situation I would never put myself in. That's crazy you say that, man. Because I've never actually thought about that, and it gives me pause because I could actually, I'm actually looking at it from your point of view right now as you're saying it to me. Yeah. But I've had, well, I mean, I, had, I still currently do have. I have two great friends I've known for the better part of twenty three, twenty three years. Yeah, we all grew up in the same street together. Two of us. Or three of us together, we all are really close boys, right? Yeah. And I don't, like, our relationship is such that I feel that they should know who I am as a person down in my core. Just as I know the same of them. Yeah. Um, there would never be a situation I feel that um, they would ever ha- have to question my honesty or my integrity. So if it is a situation, so, like, I'm close to my, my boy, um McGinnis and mm-hmm. his fiance, whatever the case, we're all good friends, right? I met her first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've made up with her before, even like before they were together. But if there is a situation when the, her, I was driving her home, I don't think there'd be a circumstance where she'd tell him that I, I came on to her and that he'd believe her, even if the situation is right now. If I, if I told him, no, I did not do that, mm-hmm. it, I, it would never happen, mind you, because like, we're all really tight. It's not like that at all. But you got to trust in your boy, like, that he's not the type of scumbag that would do that. Mm-hmm. And there's a scenario that I heard recently about, you know, these these um, two best friends have been best friends since they're, like, young age. Yeah. Um, one, one of them is talking to this girl who lives mm-hmm. overseas. She lives, like, just for, I'll just say a random name. She lives in Israel or whatever, right? <laughs> and... Uh, He's there talking to her and they're talking back and forth, back and forth, whatever. And they're like, they're in love. Like they've like, they just have not met. They're yeah. showing pictures of each other. They, they, they've done all kinds of like FaceTime and everything, but they haven't physically met. Yeah. So now his boy now, who's been his friend since a little kid, now goes over and he's like, yo, just go check her for me. Tell me how, like, how she is, whatever the case is. And then that boy now puts himself in a position where he not only gets a Hummer from her, but he's the one that was the aggressor in the situation. He went for it. Mm-hmm. I could not be that dude's friend anymore, man. That guy would have to get curved. And that's kind of scary. That goes to your point, right? That's why I have to, I'm looking at it from two different angles. This is a story I just heard about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I heard this story. It's a true story. And the dude who's like in love with the girl, he just cut the girl off. Mm-hmm. And he cut his boy off. And he, I mean, that's his right. You, that's, that's like a, a huge trust issue, man. Like, even some of my friends, like, there's some people I know, I can't tell them. That, some of my friends are savages, bro. Mm-hmm. And, like, though we're really close, if I even tell them, that, like, I'm seeing this girl or this girl's available, like, it's like, whoa, they're trying to, like, move in on your territory. Like, and I'd have to say women in territory yeah. or whatever the case is. I don't want to be, Yo, be politically correct. Got a trophy case, bro. Yeah, like, but, like, Trophy yeah. case of cell phone names. You know, I just, like, I look at it differently. Like, if, if my boys with with somebody or pursuing somebody, listen, I'm, I'm going to take a back seat. Because mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. Like, there's tons and tons of women around. There's you don't have to go vying for the same person, bro. And the fact that like there's people I question in my mind whether they would or not. Mm-hmm. You know, given the circumstance, if, if a circumstance came along where they're in a room alone with that girl, 
they may try to do something, which is going to put me in a predicament if she's like, I didn't want anything to do with it. And he just came at me. What do I do as now my friend and this girl I'm talking to? You know what I mean? Well, if that situation was to arise. It's really weird, too, because uh, when me and my ex-fiance separated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, for me, nobody ever believes me when I say this, but I couldn't have been happier. Yeah. Couldn't have been happier. But even, like, down the road, I think it was, like, it was literally, like, two years later. And I have a really, you know, close friend. And he constantly would ask me, be like, oh, you know, so how's so-and-so? And I'm like, so finally I just got to the point. I'm like, dude, like, you know where we haven't been together for two years. Why the fuck do you keep asking me if I run into her or if I talk to her? Like, do you like her? Yeah. If you like her, feel free, dude. Like, run yourself through that rabbit hole, man. All all the power to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I finally told him, I'm like, dude, like. Stop fucking asking me, man. <laughs> like, like not only is this, this the stupidest question you could ever ask me, but it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, is there some? Is there something you want to ask me? Just you, fucking come out and ask me. Stop being a pussy. Yo, I had one of those situations too, man. Like, we're all together, all the boys are together, and this one dude, this uh, he's a close friend of mine, but this one dude, like, this guy talk. These guys are talking about like, this is like back in the days when people weren't engaged and were married, but they're talking about like the girls they fooling around with, and just guy talk, right? Yeah. And there's one guy, like, I, f- I feel like every time you're telling him a story, he's sitting there thinking about what he, like, what it would look like for him to be in that position doing these things with this girl. Yeah. I got to question myself. I'm like, why am I in concert with dudes talking about sexual uh, interactions that I had privately? And I stopped doing it. And that was like, that was like, what? That was years ago now. It was probably almost 10, 15 years ago now. Yeah. But I'm like, I had to question myself, like, why would I even want to be in concert with these people talking about these certain situations? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what, it's, what else could there be other than for them to fantasize about that predicament? And they're not fantasizing about me in that predicament with whatever sexual scenario you're in. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about what they would be like in that particular section of sexual scenario. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, to ask for advice is a little bit different, but... That whole thing, like, the guy talk thing is kind of weird to me, man. Who's this dude? Oh, no, it's just, uh, it's, this is the JK thing that I watch. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. they video blog. Oh. Their, their vlogs are pretty, actually, they're pretty entertaining. Yeah? Yeah, but, uh, you know what actually scares me? And I tell Jess this all the time. Yeah. What scares me is, like, the context of female conversation, group yeah. conversation. is like, because you know women are always curious. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, you're with that guy now. It's like, oh, you know, like, how is he? You know, I, that stuff gives me fucking anxiety. Because Jess would be like, oh, I want you to meet my friends. I'd be like, no, I don't want to meet him. Why? Elaborate, man. I don't understand. So no, so for instance, there. like, if you if you have a group of women, yeah. girls, women, or whatever, what's the most common question <clears throat> a girl's going to ask you about a guy that you're currently with? What do you think the most common question is going to be? I already know in my mind, and I was correct because I even asked Jess. Is- the black eye, the black eye thing? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm not black, so it doesn't, it doesn't. No, but I'm saying like they commonly ask you like, "How's the sex?" You know, is yeah, it's big a, that's or is the thing, small? man. That, that's what I'm saying. So like, then she's like, "Oh, come hang out with these girls," and I know these girls. You've told these girls certain things, yeah. So it makes me uncomfortable. Like maybe I'm just the only fucking weirdo when it comes to this, but it makes me uncomfortable. That's hilarious, man. I don't think like that at all. I think like quite the opposite, like. My whole thing, I remember, I remember the dudes I used to It's show not like with. a fucking badge of honor, dude. Like, I, I don't was, want, I don't want people knowing that. But then that's that's between you and your girl. Because then that leads to like that leads to like the conversation you were talking about. No, like somebody yeah. somebody internally yes, envisioning maybe something. True, true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're 
right. You know what I mean? Like a girl sitting there and she thinks she's having a fucking couple of drinks and she's like, holy fuck, you know, I, I know this person's thing is, you know, hung like a fucking horse. Yeah. Yo, like Let's in her I mind. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you don't get don't get caught in those scenarios. No, I never see, do because yeah. I'm... Well, I, know, I know you don't particularly. I'm just saying in general, like, because like, I would never be... Like, so if I was start dating somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And I met all their girlfriends... And it's always going to happen where it's gonna, they're going to have the girl talk, right? Of course. So I just, I just try to make sure that for, you know, on my end, I do my, <laughs> I, I make sure it's positive. That's all the guy that's, can that's, do. That, that, that's what I was going to get to. Like yeah. back in the day, I used to my, talk to my boy and he's always, I don't care about girls, what they, what they, what they happens to them much as long as I get off. Like, I get off. I'm like, bro, you know right. that that's that girl savage. is telling everybody. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's, there's girls out there trying to befuddle my name bro like whatever the case is like you just kind of you you, tr- you try to do it like you said do the best you can on that end yeah but um i'm never if i was to meet somebody i'm um, like my my potential girl or my my future girl's girlfriends i'm never in a scenario but i'm with them without her no i yeah, agree never. i agree yeah, you know what i mean like unless it's like extenuating circumstances like it's her best friend and she asks me can you do this for me? Because I'm going to be at work. Can you drive her to this place? Whatever the case is. I'll I, do that I, for my girl. I fucking tell Jess no. Yeah, the, you're, I tell you're, no. you're different than me, man. I tell her no. And like I said, part of that is because of my own uncomfortableness with the situation. I don't, you know, there was, uh, I think there was one time where, you know, I was in that situation. And and it wasn't even to do with, uh, with you know, Jess and people that we knew. It was a friend of mine. Yeah. He's like, can you drive my girl home? I said, no, nah, man. I'll send her in a cab. I'll, t- I'll pay for the fucking cab. I'm not taking her home. And he's like, why? I said, because I just don't like that, dude. I don't like being in that situation. Yeah. I'm just, I'm literally completely 100% fucking weird about that shit. Yeah, you are absolutely like 100% that. weird. I don't like that. But it's okay, man. It's, it's, what, it's, it's, how, man. it's how I've learned to kind of keep myself um, distant from those those situations where your name is funneled in situations that you're not even essentially involved in, but somehow your fucking name ends up circulating through that conversation. You know, or you never know, a girl might be like, oh, you try to make a move on me because you're just asking her questions. Or she's yeah. like, oh, you're hitting on me. Man, no, I ain't hitting on you. Asking you what the weather's like or how your day at work went, that's not hitting on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's interpretation of flirting or, or you know, hitting on you is completely different. That's why I keep everything fucking neutral. Or oh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> this guy, I don't. I don't. Are you really afraid, man? Did something happen to you? No, no, no. You just, you just grew up with this fear. Well, I mean, I'm just. That's just the way I am. A lot of things scare me, but yeah. I'd rather it scare me into being the way that I am. Yeah. Than allowing me to be, you know, foolish about it and just assume nothing's ever gonna happen or somebody's not gonna interpret something the wrong way, and then I'm in a position that I don't want to be. Okay, in. so look at this. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the absolute opposite of you, right? I hang over at a concert of women, right? All friends. I don't want that to get misunderstood. I know a whole bunch of women. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm but saying I this. I've never. Shit, I, I've drove so many people home because I when I used to go to the bar, I never even drank. Mm-hmm. Like I, we drink to do the pre-drink, chill for a bit, and then go. And then we go to the club. I won't drink at the club, and then I would just I'd skirt out early. I either ghost mm-hmm. or if it's the end of the night and we get something to eat. I have tons of people in the car, and I'm driving them home, right? Yeah. That's understandable. Whatever, nothing has ever happened to me personally. Mm-hmm. But then, then again, like I'm thinking to myself, man, like if a situation where it's ever arises, somebody has to say something about me, like I can, I can categorize, like I can 
categorically tell you exactly where I was at every point at every time. No, and that's the and thing it, about it, me. I feel like I could retrace steps and I feel like people know me, like people who actually know me, know me yeah. well enough to know I would never do anything like that. True. I would never ever cross that line. But I feel like if I had to do something like where we were out and, you know, Jess says to me, can you drive them home? Their their boyfriend or husband can't get them. I don't want them to take a cab. I'd feel safer if you took them. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I respect that you trust me. I'm, I'm grateful. And I'll take them home. But trust me, as soon as I drop them off, I text Jess or I call her. Yo, I dropped your friend off. I'm on my way back. Like I give that type of window and time frame so that they know yeah. nothing in between is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just to protect myself. It's my own insecurities with any situation. Yeah. I'd rather let people know what's going on and where I am and on my way back and shit like that. Because then when you have a time lapse where nobody's communicating, then it's kind of like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like you should have been back already. It's stuff like that that worries me. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I, I don't have female friends. I got a whole bunch of female friends. I know a lot of girls that I'm cool with that I talk to. But I just, everybody who knows me that's a girl knows. Like, there's a fine line. Like, there's certain things you can't say to me because I'll just be like, no, nah, you can't. You can't talk like that to me. Yeah. Or you can't talk about certain things with me just because I feel like I'll have to answer it in a way that's kind of disrespectful to the fact that I wouldn't answer that question if my, my girlfriend was around. So I don't want to answer that question if she's not around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True, I want to be I want to be 100% respectful cuz I'd want her to return that respect to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't have no in-depth intimate conversation with somebody because even those types of conversations could be misunderstood by, you know, the other party. Yeah. You know Agreed. what I'm saying? It just it could just lead to to something that shit probably shouldn't happen if you didn't have that type of I guess you would say guard up yeah. about a situation. You know? Damn. I didn't know that about you, man. But I'm still free flowing, man. Like I, I could chill, like I can hang out, I can hang out with people, and I can do whatever I'm gonna do. But you know, I just, I don't know, man. That's just the way I am. I, you know, I don't want to say I blame my mom, but my mom is a very, very um, conscious person of like certain things like that too. Yeah. So that's essentially where I get it from. But it doesn't only apply to that. It applies to everything. Like I'm not, if I know something's wrong, I'm not gonna go and do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just, I'm cautious about stupid shit like that. Yeah. So. I just gotta keep that motherfucking guard up. So. That being 100, what, how do you feel about Halloween then? Oh, fucking, I hate it, dude. Yeah? Like, so many people are like, you gonna dress up. I said, dress up for what? I dress up every day when I get up and go to work. I ain't about to do that shit <laughs> on the one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a fucking costume. Fucking 290 days or whatever the fuck I work a year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wearing no fucking costume. Which begs the question, man. When is it? When is it too? When When are you too old to start dressing up for Halloween? I stopped dressing up when I was 12. Yeah, I think. But you know why that was though? Because a bitch on the street I fucking lived on, I went there and I was dressed up as a football player, right? Had the the fucking tight, the leggings, the the jersey, everything. I knock on the door, she looks at me, she goes, "Aren't you a little too old for Halloween?" I said, "Yo, why are you asking so many questions? Like, where's the candy?" You know, <laughs> and she, she she wouldn't give me the candy. She goes, "You look too old." And then after that, I never went out again. Well, it's probably because you're nine feet tall, bro. And I and fucking probably, had a beard when I was like eleven. Six for one, that, uh, twelve years <laughs> no, old. No, not even. I, yo, honestly, I didn't even have a growth spurt until I was like twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was what, six feet tall. Yeah. One hundred fifty pounds until I was like twenty-two. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. six feet, one hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. Yo, that's fucked, man. Dude, I actually have my mom actually sent me some pictures. Yeah. The last couple of days, I'll show you after. But literally, like, and I can say this with all confidence in the world. Yeah. I don't even know, like, when I was growing up, like, and I was in junior high, a couple of girls would be like, oh, you're attractive, you're cute, or whatever. And when I see pictures now, I'm thinking, man, you must have had one eye open. <laughs> like, yo, you, you couldn't have seen the whole package because there wasn't much to see. Yeah. I literally, like, could get into a fucking kid's small and still have room to move around. Yeah. Like, I was skinny, bro. 
Well, that's obvious because I'm six. I'm six one. I was I'm, on like a I'm no food diet. Pounds. No food diet, brother. And I like I'm like people say I'm big, but I don't. I don't even consider myself big. When I look in the mirror, I don't see like. Which is weird too, because physically, I, I feel like you look you look much larger than I do. But yeah. I'm two twenty. Yeah. And I'm six four. That's crazy, man. But I guess that's always gonna be a hangout, man. That's funny though when you say about Halloween because I've never celebrated Halloween because it's like Jamaicans are extremely superstitious. That's not true. I did celebrate Halloween, so I went out and bought a ninety box count of fucking yeah. Wonder Bars and Krispy Crunch. That shit's on a bowl underneath my fucking stand right there. I just binge on that. No, why, why is the I don't hand that shit out to kids though, yeah. and I stop doing it myself. When I, when I say when I say uh, celebrate Halloween, like I've never, my parents have never bought me a costume. Oh, like, okay. Fair I've enough. never gone trick or treating in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I used to be that kid with the binoculars looking outside, watching other kids <laughs> trick or treating. My mom would come home one time and just like, here's a whole bag of Hubba Bubba. You know, go eat your, go eat your gum. Like, <laughs> we, had to go, we had to go through like classroom to classroom, your costume on in mm-hmm. elementary school. That was probably like the most ang- like anxious time for me ever. Like, fuck, man. I don't want to like. You try to holler at girls, you your boys are there, and they're all like cool costumes on. You're like, damn, I got nothing. I had to come here. One time I went as a UPS driver. Buddy, that's a bomb outfit. <laughs> that's a bomb Steve outfit. Steve Urkel. Like, oh, man. I just patched whatever I could patch together to make it myself. But I, now, sorry, go on, brother. No, I was just going to say, you know what? I was on social media the other day. I couldn't believe the creativity with some of these costumes. They're so good, man. So fucking good. I, yo, I just couldn't believe it. Like, a couple of people I follow, they, they posted, like, multiple pictures. I was just like, wow. I actually can't believe it. Yeah. It's so fucking creative. What? Just what? not for me, though. I'm not putting makeup on. I'm not getting old, thing, no man, outfit we, on. Some, some things, like, you're, you're lucky because Jess is really chill. Like, there's, well, she hates Halloween because her birthday is, right around, is right, right around the same yeah. time. So. I know a lot of people now that yeah, they don't fuck a Halloween at all. But yeah. when I was in, was in a relationship, like, yo... We did a couple's thing like every single Halloween. Oh, no, fuck like that, we went as like uh, Cleopatra and King T- like pirates like, and that was like, it wasn't something that I was like, oh yeah, go, ho ho, like let's go, it's all, it's all gun ho about. <laughs> but what can I do? Like you have to like make compromises in certain places. You One do, thing but I then do, there like, are certain things in relationships you're allowed to say fucking no, and there shouldn't be no fucking dispute. And agreed. that's one of the things. That's like, one. That's for you, but that's not for me. That's not. That's not like. There's there's bigger things to there's bigger things to fry than that one night dressing up because because when I, there's a situation where I need to put like play my trump card my jack my jack jack of spades out <laughs> you, you know I I want that to go through more so than this costume thing to go through the one thing I do like about Halloween is the damn movies I like horror movies man I've always liked horror movies you don't fuck with horror movies I fucking movies. hate them fucking hate them dude I hate them it's not my <laughs> thing man. I don't like the only one I watched was I. Uh, You're a scared guy, eh? Freddy versus Jason. That was the only one I ever watched. You're a scared guy, aren't you? A scary guy? You're a scared guy, aren't you? Uh, not really, not anymore. No. When I was young, I was. Yeah. When I was young, I was. So you go Dude, on- I was literally like a bully's target. I had a fucking thing. I'm walk with the head down, shoulders up. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I literally had the worst posture because I was so scared. Yeah. But now, I mean. You can come check me. You can try. It's you're, not, too, you're too big now. You know. Yeah, it's not. It's, I have way too much. That? I like. I literally grew into my confidence. Yeah. My own personal confidence, and through like a lot of different outlets, it probably wouldn't be smart to address me now. Like those guys who bullied me when I was younger. Oh, buddy, I'd love to roll up on them on the fucking street and just see them standing there. Yeah. Oh, wow! Well, give them a slap from the heavens, brother. Yeah. Oh, you still, you'd still take it on the. You, you know what though? Like this is one thing. Like being bullied when you're younger. Yeah. It. Um, it hurts you when you're young. Obviously, yeah. like the way you approach situations, you know, even when you go and meet people, like you're, it's very intimidating because you, they're always bigger than you. Yeah. You know? So that those memories kind of roll back in your mind. 
but now through like i said through many different outlets through social gatherings like building my confidence meeting people understanding that like through friendship and through communication i have more to offer than my fear like of everything so i can i can talk to somebody and stuff like that so now if i there's only a handful of people that if i saw them i'd probably actually get out and beat the shit out of them yeah like hands down i wouldn't even think if they were with their mother their father their child i'll slap the shit out of them see I, i'm a completely different man I, no honestly, just because of like that's what would be going through my mind consciously yeah. i know that's not you right and I, I i mean you know me well enough to know i you wouldn't would do, do it that. yeah but that would that's what would be going through my mind like, i don't care that your mother's there like i you know the the wind from the slap i bring to you would probably not grow over too i forget i forget like that's how much anger i have internally I forgive all my bullies, man. All the dudes that bully me, because you know what? When I, I got forgive. older, I don't forgive. What? That's you, man. I can't. No, live these with, guys. These I guys. can't live without. I, I forgive. I forgive other people for like lesser things. Yeah. But bullying was hard, man. Like Yo, I, I remember, I scored a basket in the sky at recess. I took I was a couple ass whoopings, man. Oh man, I scored a basket. Just one single basket layup yeah. at recess. This dude kicked me in the legs so hard I couldn't even fucking walk. Wow. And I still remember that guy to this day. I know his name. There's more dudes like that. Like growing yeah. up, like that would try to. Run me down like I'm the one. Like back then, even I'm a, I wasn't gonna fight, but I definitely stood up for myself, right? Well, there was one story, and I think I told you this, but when I was at the gym, yeah. So a guy that it was this, um, I think he was Persian. He's a pretty good ball player though, but he couldn't he couldn't jump, right? So, so I remember he tried to dunk and he missed, and I kind of giggled because obviously it's it's amusing, right, to watch somebody try to elevate and dunk a ball. So he's like, "Well, you found that funny?" So yeah, but you missed. Everybody found it funny. Not only me. Why are you only addressing me? So I remember one. I like, came down. I got a fast break. Yeah. And literally tried to block me. I just fucking dunked on his head, bro. <laughs> I was like, and then I hung on the rim. And I was like, that's how you do it. So when I swung around, I was so excited, dude. I farted a little. <laughs> but when, when, I, when I farted, he was like. Oh, God, don't kill me. When I farted, he was literally like on my back. Like on my backside. So it looked like I tried to fart on him as oh, well. Oh, my God. The guy literally wanted to fight me. I'm like, dude, man. I said I'm not about that, but yo, I said, that's a yo, fightable offense, man. You know, like I that's said, a fightable if, offense. If you if you want to go, like we can go, man. Like, yo, I would gonna, throw the yellow flag on. up in the air one time, bro. You fart in my face. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but, a, that's a 15-yard penalty right there, bro. But, but the funny thing was, I didn't even know that I was gonna make the dunk. It was yeah. just an open lane. I saw him trying to cut me off. Yeah. And I just was like, yo, let me go for it. And I actually made it. Yeah. Because I never dunk, like I never hold on to the rim. Yeah. That's how I knew I was high. Because I was never able to hold on to the rim. I'd get, like, like the first four inches of your finger. Yeah. And when I grabbed the whole fucking rim, I was like, oh. And I just hung. And then when I swung around, I was, the, like, the excitement was just like, oh. I was like, oh, no. Yo, this guy. <laughs> I was literally so excited. I just, I, I fucking farted a little bit. And he was not having that. He was mad. Eventually, like, he came up to, and I was like, yo. I was like, this is just a part of the game, man. It's, yeah. not, it's not nothing personal. Like, you know, the heckling. You know, the drama in the game. Once the game's done, the drama's done. Like, it ain't about that, right? Yeah. We're just all here to fucking play. Uh, and that's one of the things uh, when I was younger, playing ball, I hated the physicality of the sport. Yeah. I never liked to get pushed because I felt like if I pushed somebody or was physical, they would get offended or they'd get mad. Now, as an adult, if I go into, like, a, a rec center to play ball, I yeah. don't even want to pass. I just want the guy to try to post me up so like a fucking out muscle him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a guy... Um, there's a rec center around in this area that I play at once in a while. Yeah. And there's a dude, like, he's he's like your build, maybe a little bigger. Yeah. And he's about my height. And I remember this guy saying to me, he's like, yo, he's like, he's like, I didn't think you'd be that strong, like, in the post like that. It's like, I thought I was going to come back you down. So we would go literally. And I remember after the second time playing together, like, we stood up by his car and we just shot the shit for, like, fucking 45 minutes, bro. Yeah. And, like, dude was so chill, but he was fucking good, man. 
You know what's really funny? He's fucking good. I hate the physicality in basketball, but I love the physicality in like American football. Soccer. No, American football, not international. Oh, football. like oh, like NFL. Yeah, because I, I would I play. I like play that. defense, right? But I that defense is my favorite position. Strong safety is my all time favorite position. That was the worst accident I ever had playing football. What? I jumped off a rock. Yeah. And when I jumped off a rock, I was elevated and I got clobbered. And I fucking smashed my fucking head. I landed like on my shoulder, the top side of my shoulder. Yeah. And my fucking ear and the side of my face smashed the fucking ground. And it was the worst accident I ever had. Yo, we used to have these Thanksgiving Day classics. All my boys used to come back. Everyone comes back home for uh, Like for touch Christmas. or like physical? Fuck like tackle. that. Straight tackle, man. So everyone comes home. Like during the years when my friends um, were coming, we were all in college, right? Yeah. Everyone come home for Thanksgiving. We have our Thanksgiving Day classic, right? The day yeah. after Thanksgiving or a day of. Yeah. And we're there playing, and yo, my boy hit this dude with one nasty tackle. Dude got up, his nose could touch both of his cheeks, like That's side gross. to side. That's just blood gross. pouring, and he's like, fine. Until he went to the hospital, he's like, then the pain kicked in. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm fortunate none of that stuff ever happened to me, but like, I love football. Like, I love the physicality of it, but when I think about me in the post of basketball and someone's like pushing up on me, I just want to like elbow them in the face, man. I don't, I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't know. It just I feel like it it tests my my physical growth. Yeah. As like a, like from when I was a teenager to when I was a man. Yeah. Or as I'm a man now, I I just I love it, man. I love it because there was one guy there who was like you know kind of short and stocky. Yeah. And I remember they the we won, so this team came on and the guy tried to back me down. I said I looked at him. I said, son, man, what you trying to do? You ain't about to move me nowhere. You're like five ten. Like where are you going? And <laughs> this then guy is I, I remember like he goes up. And I didn't get a full block, but I got it with my fingertips. And I said, I told you, you weren't going anywhere. Like, why are you trying to back me down? I remember he got so mad, dude. He put his, when I, he, uh, they set a screen on him so yeah. I could run around. And he literally just put a fucking forearm, like the tip of his elbow. Yeah. In the guy's fucking sternum that set the screen. And I was like, dude, I was like, yo, like after the game was done, I said, yo, don't play like that. Like, it's just a game, dude. Like, you know, if you want to hit me, then hit me, but don't hit somebody else. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. He had nothing to do with what, what I said to you. And that's just the way I am. Like, I'm so neutral. It's like, I blocked you. You yeah. want to try to get me back, get me back. Score on me. Try to cross me up. Don't fucking hit another guy that we're playing with, though. That's not right. Listen to this guy, man. I don't like that. You're like, you're like the ultimate team team player. <laughs> I just, I don't like support that. Though. Your, support your team and whatnot. I don't like that, man. Like, that's just cowardly to me because that guy obviously doesn't know that you're going to go and hit him. Yeah. So he can't prepare for that. I know if you were coming in my direction, I know you're going to come a little harder than you did last time. Yeah. So I can brace myself for the impact or, or you know, if you try to put your shoulder in my chest, I can brace for that. This guy that, that you, you throw in the tip of your elbow into his chest, he doesn't know that's coming. Yeah. So he's, he's just sitting there, oh, yeah, I'm going to set a friendly screen. The guy's going to run around. No, he literally drove the tip of his elbow, the hardest part, right into the guy's fucking sternum. We're not talking about guys who go to the gym six hours a day. We're talking about regular fucking Joes who sit in an office. Yeah. The guy's got no chest. <laughs> fucking straight sternum. You concaved my chest. Yeah, exactly. Like, guy lost his breath for like okay. a week. Okay, what, what we dealing with here? Well, that's Geo, brother. Yo, man. Very, very attractive. She got no bum, but she looks good. What do you mean, dude? She's got no bum, dog. Dude, you got to search up her videos. I'm I'm looking at her I in a bean suit, I man. I see what you're looking at. You got to see it now, though. It's different. She's a little skinnier. I think this is the older video blog, but I actually know a guy that met them in person. Yeah. Said she's in person. She's fucking beautiful. No, she's definitely a gorgeous girl. She has no bum. Well, I'm not. I'm talking, so I'm not looking. 
<laughs> well, whatever you saw, I didn't see that. So, oh, she's you know, whatever, man. I guess I'm different. I, got, I don't know. Well, you, you, I told you before though. You like the ones where you got to butter the door handles to get them through. Like, Listen, man. That... <laughs> there's nothing like a voluptuous lady, man. It's... Now you got to be clear though when you're saying that. You can't say voluptuous and then think that you know you might have some. <laughs> Some super size means not. I, never, I didn't door. say big bone. <laughs> big you know, bone I is voluptuous. No, no, I guess it's a it's a it's, it's a, a politer it's, way it's to say it. It's an extreme of the voluptuous scale. Yeah, because voluptuous is bigger than big bone. Yo, if I'm thinking of voluptuous, my, search search on there, search yeah. voluptuous, and then search big bone and see which one <laughs> yields you the bigger results. When I think of voluptuous, I think of Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek's fucking beautiful. Yeah, well, that's no fucking doubt. Fucking beautiful. But she's like packing all over. She's beautiful, but she's also voluptuous. She's not just like your regular um, what Anne Hathaway looking girl who's who's definitely pretty no, in her own right. She's too thin. Well, uh, yeah, sure. Too Let's thin. look at someone who's like more even keel. So uh, Scarlett Johansson to me is voluptuous. She's beautiful. You look at somebody else who somebody else thinks is like... Um, this is a girl from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the girl that's uh, on Seventy Show. Oh, Mila Kunis. So people think she's fucking gorgeous. I, I think don't she's think too she's skinny. Gorgeous. I think her. I think she's attractive. Just her eyes are, are freakishly big. Yeah. So like when she, any scene where she does where it, it it's literally like they've gone from comedy to horror. Her eyes are that big. Yeah. It just it's scary. But she's she's attractive though. Yeah. And the best thing about it is like. And this is what we talked about before. I find girls that are funny, I find that attractive. So do I. Like, when you have a sense of humor and you're, you're comedic, that that definitely is, is something that's attractive. When a girl's, like, stale and just... Oh, it's the worst, man. Yeah, it's like... It's like, <sighs> it's like taking weak old bread and trying to crack it on the countertop. Like, <laughs> like nothing there. Like, it's you just... It's blah. Yeah, it's, it's blah. gross. It's like chicken without seasoning, bro. It's just Oh, bland. God. That's the worst, man. I'm... Trust me, man. I I love girls with humor, and I love music, and I love to have fun. Because well, it takes it takes like the pressure off of having to always say something, you know, something serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you meet somebody, or you're you know you're in early stages of relationships, humor can kind of cushion the seriousness of of what you're always talking about because you're always trying to get to know that person, right? Yeah. What better way to get to know somebody than through comedic conversation? Yeah. Joking true. about stuff, tackling issues in a less serious manner to kind of find where you stand instead of coming out and saying, oh, well, how do you feel about politics? Yeah. Well, nobody feels anything about politics. <laughs> fucked up. But then that's the end of the conversation. But if you can find a medium ground and just kind of joke about it and poke fun at it, then it's always fucking 100 times better. The, be- the best thing, I, I love them. Uh, a woman's able to keep me on my toes, man. Like, the, the banter is good. It's going both ways. Yeah. But, like, it's like, like, she gets up on you, and then you get up on her, and then she yeah. gets up on you, and it's like, damn, like, this is, like, it's, it's almost, play, it's like a dance, man. I love it. Well, I, I can't literally view it as a dance, because I would probably always lose. Yo, look, okay, so listen to this. This is, by my is Urban Dictionary. No, you can't use urban. What do you mean? There's no, there's no way to, to look up big boned. It's not in the dictionary. It's two different words. Okay. So it says an excuse used by fat people when they don't want to admit that they are fat. <laughs> honest no, that's person. That's partially true, though. Too. Honest person, you are fat. Fat person, no, I'm just big boned. That's their example. <laughs> no, it's true though. I, I, I have heard, I have heard that <laughs> reference before by an actual person who was was a little thicker. Um, but there's there's polite. Yo, there's virtue in big in, in big women too, man. I I I just don't think they're the same thing as being voluptuous. Voluptuous is just... look, man. I have the same uh, 
opinion about all women. Look, you can be skinny and get big. You can be big and get skinny. Yeah. But the things that are never going to change are the qualities that you have underneath all of that. Underneath all that visible stuff that everybody sees that they're willing to criticize and not take the time to get to know a person. Yeah. Look, I know I you know was in a relationship with someone who's a, a little bigger. I know girls that are a little bigger, and they're no different <clears throat> than the girls that weigh less than them. Absolutely. There's if no difference. anything, they're you know they're separated by their poor qualities. Yeah. That's all that that separates the individual. So I've the, met girls. When I see guys that are like, oh my god, that girl's so big or she's so unattractive, it's like motherfucker, you ain't attractive either. Yeah. So how the fuck are you about to talk shit I got about another girl? Super salty one day. I don't like my that, man. Said, my boy said that about this girl. I think is the sweetest girl ever. She's probably one of the most, like, just all around beautiful people. Like, <clears throat> not just a sense of humor, but, like, her smile or everything. Everything that she's got going, right? Yeah. And this guy's like, but, yo, is that the fat one? I'm like, yo. Screw Like, rewind. No, nah, nah, not the fat one. There's, you got a fucking she, name, dude. Yeah, you know what? The girl you met, the, the, the freaking really funny girl who looks good. Yeah. Like no, that's the fat one. I'm like, yo, we, we can't talk if we're gonna you're gonna be like this. So, anyways, let me get to this. Voluptuous, relating or let me see this. Uh, of a woman, curvaceous and sexually attractive. Okay, fair enough. So that's that's like concise that's, to that's, the point. They should have uh, just put Selma Hayek then. My point. <laughs> they should have just put my her point. name down. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I, yeah, <clears throat> you know, back to that. I just I don't like that man. Like, what kind of ignorance do you have to look at somebody and be like you're fat? Yeah. Or the fat girl. Okay, yeah. so what? She's big. What's the big deal though? Like you know, you know I, I, I feel like even if you're you're super attractive as a male, like what gives you the right essentially though to say that? That's not right though. That almost that almost goes right back to our conversation about being power being in power. Mm-hmm. So people are, that that quote unquote are looked upon as the attractive person, they basically think that it's it's their they have the right or the ability and this is only, not everybody i'm just saying the people who make comments like that feel that they can now um they can now speak on other people's uh parents because people think they're they're good so it's almost like a make make myself feel better by putting somebody else down type of thing because mm-hmm. listen man if when you're even keel when you're balanced none of that matters it doesn't matter what, I, I, since I've become a balanced individual, what somebody else does doesn't really affect me unless it's direct, It's directly affecting what I'm doing. Yeah. What they're doing with their weight or whatever the case is, I'm not even here to speak on that. I don't care. Uh, if they ask for help, I'll help them to do something, whatever they want to do. But <clears throat> in terms of how they look and what they do, that's their own business, man. Like, I know, why, why do I, why would anyone have to make a comment on that? What's your right to make a comment about what anybody looks like? But but at the end of the day, say two years from now, yeah, that girl walks into a room and she's transformed herself. Now all of a sudden, what you tell me you're gonna be lifting the table underneath, like because you're so excited or you see her, like you you know what I mean? You, but you don't even recognize her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And and that's what I laugh at because, you know, it's you see it and it and it does happen where where guys voice their opinion or or you know females voice their opinion about guys who are bigger who they you know who are attracted to them they think the girls attractive it works both ways. And then, you know, they transform their life. They make changes just because of the way that people are verbally abusing them. And then you don't even have the, you don't even have the decency to recognize that person. Because let's be honest, they lost weight. Their face didn't change. Yeah. They got a little thinner. But if that's somebody that you had enough time to invest in insulting, you should at least recognize them when they transform themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I just don't have no patience for people like that. Just in a room, like, I feel like no one person that sits in any bar, any restaurant is any better than anybody else. Yeah. You know, 
you might pay your bill with your credit card. I might pay with cash. That's the only fucking difference. Other than that, though, we all work. We all do our thing. We're all involved in stuff outside of that. And nobody else has the right to sit there and mock somebody or make fun of somebody or the way that they do something or the way they dress. Like, if you do that, you're a fucking douche. Yeah. At least that's the way I see it. You're a fucking douche. Because I have no patience for that. That makes sense, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I look you, you got to be a bitter way. person if you if that's like if if you're sitting in a group of people and that's the topic of your conversation, Jesus Christ, man, y- y'all are some fucking dull, unintelligent individuals. Yeah, because there's enough going on in the world and there's enough that within the people that you're associated with, there's enough y'all could talk about that you don't need to be worried about the person sitting over there eating their food or, like I said, dress a certain way. You don't yeah. need to be talking about that. That's not that's not relevant. Yeah. They're not bothering you. They haven't said anything to you. In a case where that person might look over and they might address you and you feel free, you want to attack them however you see fit. Yeah. All within your right. But if they don't say nothing to you, leave them be. Yeah. Let them be. Let them do their thing. Let them live, man. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, man? Trust me, man. Some people, too, are, are ignorant because it don't matter if you're big or you skinny. I'll tell you, man. You, if, if anyone's ever had that, you know, opportunity, like there's some guys who have only been with skinny girls, never been with big girls. Yeah, I've been on both sides of the fence, so to speak. It ain't no different. Because, like, the way I perceive, like, like you know, sex and all that stuff is, like, you're in control of it. Like, most of the times, it's good for many reasons. But as a male, you control how good it is to some degree. Same as the woman does. So, if you, if it doesn't matter, big, small, tall, whatever. much less a degree, but. Yeah. Going. Yeah. Like, you literally, you literally have control over whether or not it's good to. Doesn't matter what size they are. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's all the person, right? How yeah. much How much are you willing to give? You willing to give 50% or you willing to give 150%? And that's the only difference. So it don't matter what the fuck they weigh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It might, you know, to each person. Yeah. I, I was going to say something. I don't want to say it. It was probably rude. <laughs> I'm going to leave that shit alone. But, but no, you get my point, though. Like yeah, absolutely, man. Like some people, like, you know, would say they're ignorant, but I just think you, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> Damn, that's real, man. That's absolutely real. That's the scared boy talking. That's the scared man. <laughs> the more I'm getting to know you, man, I'm seeing that you're you're a lot scared, more scared of things than I realized. Well, probably it's probably fair to say, but I know you now know scared is the wrong term. I think the terminology would probably be as cautious. Yeah, you're that's, a very cautious individual. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, now I'm starting to loosen up for sure. Yeah, it might be a little too late in life. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's not, man. No, I'm only 32. Yeah. So I still got a lot of fucking time ahead of me. But, I mean, this was doing what we're doing now. Yeah. And doing what I'm doing. Like, that's part of breaking out of that shell. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Being, meeting new people, breaking out of that shell. Yeah. I'll get over the hump eventually, but you'll never see me, like, try, like, drugs. Or anything like that. I've got, I'm scared of doing shit like that. When you say to try drugs, you mean, like, heroin? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> like mean anything. Like some shit. You say, no, I've, tr- I've tried weed. I've tried weed. Um, <laughs> you act like it's a, like a TikTok or something. I tr- I've tried it. No, I tried it, but it's just not like, I feel like I don't, there's, like I said, I feel like there's some people, like for instance, some people need alcohol to loosen up. Yeah. I don't need that. You know, I feel like some people use like drugs as a mean to do the same, loosen up. I don't need that. I could be myself. I could be funny. I could be comedic. I could be serious. I could be responsible without any of those things in my system. Yeah. So I just have no desire to do it. You know, it, like for some people, like I said, when I first started drinking, it was a it was a means to kind of loosen up. Now that I've kind of found my social uh, identity, I don't need to use that. So now I've scaled back and I don't do it anymore. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That's just what I mean. It's not that I'm scared of trying it. I just, I don't need it. I can relax without snorting a line. Like, yeah. like, like I don't need that. I'm, even when I'm most stressed for whatever reason, I just find what works for me. That might be watching a movie, a particular movie. It might be a comedy special that's just going to ease my mind and take off what I'm thinking about. I just have different outlets. Yeah. Cautious, yes. Scared, no. Yeah. I just found different ways to ease my frustrations. Yeah. And that's because, and, and I find that more effective anyway, because I don't need, you know, certain things like other people. Like, I don't need to go and crack three beer when I'm stressed. Well, it shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't be a situation where you're depending on something else to, to balance you. I don't. I think that's the like. I'm. I'm an average drinker, but I don't. I rarely get drunk. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the reason being is because I drink beer for taste. I actually like the taste of beer. I love the taste of red wine. Yeah, but what you kind know? of beer do you drink? Because I was actually talking to. I was talking to my boss the other day. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I was like, "Do you drink like Labatt or Canadian?" He's like, "No, I don't drink domestic beer." So he drinks all that stuff like Pilsner, and. Uh, like uh, I think it's Grolsch. That, yeah. that shit you had. I drink Grolsch. I drink Grolsch. Yeah, like Grosch. what's the difference in taste from, so from just, Canadian to like a Pilsner? For me, a Canadian Coors, Bud Bud Light, like the banquet, like the beer. Yeah. Like our domestic beers here, right? Yeah. They're just very bland. Like they're lacking in like vibrant taste. Mm-hmm. So like when I drink something like, um, like I drink Grolsch because it's like Heineken to me <clears throat> without the bad aftertaste. It's not skunky, mm-hmm. um, but stuff for, for like I drink Detour. Detour is like Detour. Detour. Wow. Detour it's it's a uh, it Amsterdam Detour. Yes, believe it's, yes. it's Amsterdam. Yeah, I might be wrong, but if no, but, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. it's it's like a it's a an IPA but on the lower scale. Yeah, so it's an Indi- uh, Indian pale ale, yeah. and it's got the right amount of bitterness, but also it's packed with taste. Like it tastes delicious. Or like um, Eight Sin, which is another brand by uh, it's, that's by Hop City. It's got a skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. And it's like a chocolate lager, and it's, it tastes it. It looks dark like Guinness, but it's actual lager, and it tastes like you. See, you have notes of like chocolate and coffee, like all these things. And I don't drink coffee, but all these things together make mm-hmm. this unbelievable taste. It's like kind of slaps you in the mouth with taste. So I did. I drink like beers that don't have those those kind of tastes. It really offends me. <laughs> it's offensive to me. Like, well, I wouldn't like, even drink Canadian or Coors Light for free. Well, you, yeah, but if you drink like Canadian Coors Bud Light, it all kind of tastes the same. But they do. It they all are, tastes the same. You know what? I do this. Uh, I don't even know why they're labeled different. They should just take that shit right off. Yeah, cause some, the at some at some points, like if you were to serve um, just Joe Schmo uh, Canadian or Coors, they won't be able to tell the difference unless they're an avid Canadian Coors drinker. Mm-hmm. I knew a family that only drank Coors Light. Every time, every time there's a family gathering, they all bought Coors Light and they all taste Coors Light. If you brought a Canadian into that that picture, they'd be able to taste, taste the difference because Coors Light was what their vibe was. Yeah. But me, I'm not like that. I, I'll bring like a mixer packer, like Guinness, mm-hmm. Sapporo, uh, Detour. Um, what about Bone Shaker? You ever tried Bone, bone Shaker? Bone Shaker's a little. That's like the highest. Um, IBUs like the highest bitter the bitter units yeah. of um, English uh, Indian pale ale yeah. so it's the most bitter of the ones I've drank I, I just don't prefer that bitterness yeah. I can appreciate the taste though I just don't like it so I'll drink stuff like Cruiser um, there's so many different beers that have so many different flavors that just they're very very good and they're, they're, they can complement them well with different things you eat 
So I love that. And even more wines, I love that too. Yeah. I've been drinking a lot of beer of late just because I'm trying to like keep trim for which whichever of these vacations I decide to, to go on or all of them if I decide I, I can actually financially afford to go on all three trips. But I'm going to be going to the beach a whole lot in the next, you know, 12 months. Yeah. And I, beer is, it leaves you with a lot of, mostly because people pour it incorrectly, yeah. but it leaves you with a lot of bloating. Yeah. That's something I want. So I've been drinking. I've been on, I never drank liquor before. And I'm finding this as I'm, I'm becoming more of an all-around person. I'm, the things I disliked before, I'm now finding I, I enjoy now. Like nice. Guinness was something I couldn't stand before. Guinness is my go-to first drink when I go drink at a bar. It's a Guinness first. Nice. Just settle myself. And then and that's a stout, so I don't really consider it. It doesn't make me feel bloated. It's not heavy. People just say it's heavy. Yeah. It's not heavy at all. I, I now drink gin and tonics. Sorry, gin and sodas. Ooh. And gin and soda to me is like nothing. It's just water. It doesn't taste like anything. You can taste a little bit of a ting, like depending on what kind of gin you're using. Yeah. Right now, I prefer Boodles. Boodles is really good. My my homegirl's boyfriend put me up on that. Or I'll drink uh, vodka soda. Or I'll have tequila Manhattan. Or I'll have a regular Manhattan. Or I'll have a scotch. Or there's a number of different drinks, and I drink them all for different kinds of tastes and flavor profiles, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I do that. And I don't think it should be ever a case like if I'm having a bad day or I'm extremely happy, it's not like oh, let me have a drink. That's not how I drink. Mm-hmm. You know, I drink like, um, I, I would enjoy a drink because I want the taste. I'll drink it. Yeah. And same thing when I smoke. When I smoke, I, I like to like be deep in thought. So I don't smoke to like be just be out there being like, oh, I'm high. And like I can act all <laughs> spacey and loopy. No, I'll sit down and I'll sit there and I'll do something that's pretty mindless. Like maybe I'll play some like, Candy Crush or something, and I sit there and I'll, I'll think about everything. Yeah, like things I need to have done. I'll write lists out. Mm-hmm. Um, things I need to accomplish. I break. I, it helps me break down my life in the bare bones of what actually needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So if I'm bullshitting myself and I'm telling myself things, or I'm telling people things, and giving them lip service of things I'm doing or things I'm going to do, I look at. I look at what when I'm smoking. I'm able to sit there and ascertain like. Are you actually making the correct steps in order to make this thing happen? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's from that's from smoking sativas. I don't really fuck with indicas. They make you fall asleep and they make you really lazy. Yeah. But the sativas, like they they really got you thinking. Like I think positively all the time and I'm always thinking about and to, to like enjoy my music. I feel like I'm right in the studio almost when I'm smoking, like and to have sex is like I don't need it, but it's definitely more enjoyable when I'm doing it. So maybe sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't, but it's my choice, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For other people, for people who do have a dependency upon those things, uh, I get it, but that's not for me personally. I don't, I'm past the time where like, it's Friday night, I gotta go and get fucked up. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't live life like that. It's not, it's, that's not like, and because in my industry, like, I can, do whatever like I a Tuesday night is basically a Friday night for me really? you know what I mean and it's, it doesn't really affect me this way or that way I just do what I do you know what I mean that's it so I don't know man it's 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 interesting now people use certain crutches and they have certain, certain vices I couldn't even call those things a vice for me because I have a really good a, a good friend of mine we've lost touch some years now but he always say like you gotta be able to cut your losses yeah. You know, if a friendship is no longer beneficial to both parties, cut your losses. Mm-hmm. If this thing is that you're doing, that, that's your advice, is terrible for you, 
you have to be able to cut your losses. And so the, the, uh, Pacino said something in Heat, the movie Heat, or De Niro just said it actually. Pacino and De Niro were talking, fucking classic scene, they're in a diner. And he's like, you know, if that heat comes down, are you willing to leave everything that you've set up, your life, your wife, everything? Mm. We, are you willing to do it? He's like, absolutely. Like, I have to be willing to do it. And that's, that's his mentality. I'm willing to leave. Like, there's, I'm, I grow a fondness and attachment to people. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's like no other. Like, it's, it's crazy how much I love my friends mm-hmm. and my family. And that goes without saying, though. Well, in certain situations, I guess it goes without saying. Some people hate their families. <laughs> But no comment. Um, <laughs> for for me, like I, I I have to be able to do uh, to to love somebody, but also to let them go. A friend of mine actually posted a video on this TV show I, I love. It's called Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's a cartoon. Don't look at me, man. I don't watch none of the same yeah, stuff. I know. You watch. I know you don't, man. But it's about uh, basically it's all about balance. There's four different nations. There's earth. There's fire. There's water. And okay. there's wind. And they're all, they all have their own practices, and they're okay. able to bend these different elements, right? And the fire, the fire Nation decides they're going to start wiping everybody else out and be called ultimate rulers. Mm-hmm. But it sets everything out of balance. There's one guy who's the avatar. He's got power of all four elements. Okay. He's the only one that has that. And he's trying to find his, his center. So he's with a, a monk, and the monk's telling him all he's going through these different chakras. Mm-hmm. And one of the chakras is how he has to let go. He has to be able to let go. Mm-hmm. But he's in love with this, this girl who he's on his travels with. He's like, why would you just told me that I, one of the chakras a couple times ago was to be connected. Why would I, why would I want to leave Katara? I love her. And he couldn't understand it because he's, like he's like a 13-year-old kid, 12-year-old yeah. kid, right? But what you have to understand is you have to, you have to be able to appreciate something but also be willing to let it go. Like You appreciate a flower because you know it's a, of a finite life. You appreciate a human life because human life is a finite life. Mm-hmm. That's why every day is to be appreciated because, like, you can this, this shit can end tomorrow. Yeah. And even even if it does go the span of 80, 85 years, ninety years, whatever you you however much time you have on this earth, are you taking effect of? Are you taking advantage of every minute of every day that you can? Mm-hmm. Not to say you can't be lazy, but are you actually grabbing life by its neck and like actually like? investing everything in life you know what i mean like people don't actually do that shit man like they don't they're far too afraid of looking silly or or they're afraid of doing things because what other people may say and, and like i fall in the same categories too like there's a lot of books i read in order to get me over that hump where i have a mental block and i'm like man i'm not gonna be able to do this yeah there's, there's that little hate in your head it's like yo you can't do this why do why do you think you can be the person to do this and you have to surpass that block and go forward what you need to go forward with yeah. but I'm constantly on different things and people think it's just like a lack of concentration or a lack of focus it's not I just have an abundance of of curiosity and the only way I, that I'm able to exert that energy is by learning about different things and unfortunately I have to be learning different things all at the same time because yeah. I feel the way we're taught to, to learn things is not very beneficial towards you learning what you actually love it's more of like here's a standardized way of thinking mm-hmm. and now you have your basic your basic your, your basics and where do you go from here yeah. do you want to branch off into this specialty or this specialty but if you look at certain things man they, if people were just to like be curious about things and be like oh like why is that butterfly fly like that where, how is a butterfly coming about these things so I'll be there sitting days like chilling <laughs> this thing about like 
what, trying to figure how it does, out. How do these how do these things work? Like yeah. you try to b- break it down so you have more knowledge and you have more wisdom. Yeah, it's that's how I think life should be, man. It should be an ongoing process of learning. And I never ever think that I know everything. I um, they it gets overused the cliche that the more I think I know is the more I know it. I don't know anything at all. Yeah, but it's the absolute truth. Well, I mean, if it's being overused, it's, it's probably. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cliches are cliches are a funny thing because people I, I think that people use so many cliches and then they don't even actually know it. They, like my my mom would always say, uh, my dad would say, "What's what's good for the goose is good for the gander," and I'm like, I don't I don't even know what a gander is. Like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> my mom used to say that too, and I never knew what. I'm like, some about. of these things are just like where did they, and that's another thing. I'm like, where are these things come from? Like exactly. how are these things come to be? And there's an episode of Rogan actually where he's talking about some of the sayings and he's talking about where they actually came from. And you'd be surprised, man, where some of these things come from. Like, I don't know if I'd be surprised, but I probably I don't find myself using them too often. Well, I mean, the, those kind of old school cliches. Who uses them? That's like people who name their kids old school names. You don't see too many Winston's rocking around nowadays. Yeah. You don't. You don't meet in your day to day life too many Earls. Like these names are kind of like. I've met a Winston co- recently. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met an Earl. So. The, the, the names are like. There's, they're, they're now archaic. No one actually, I I I know one Charles in my life. I, I don't know too many people. I know do, one Charles. I don't know too many Charles anymore. Like these people, these these names just they get they come obsolete. So like, along with these names being obsolete, along with these cliches have become obsolete. Yeah. And mostly because people, they they don't really know what they stand for. So what's the point in using them? Yeah. You know, you just sound well, silly. I mean, even like the classic names. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Charles. Yeah. Or I mean, Earl's okay, but I don't know. It's just really, it's really antique for a name to give somebody. That's really antique. Um, I I wouldn't personally be using that name to describe anybody. Yeah. You know, or if I had a kid, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I'm gonna name him Earl." <laughs> well, I know, I know, I'm I'm ready. If when I have kids, I'm there to get named of all my favorite artists. Not first name, like but musical artist. Oh yeah, man. Really? Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm all about that like. I, I just love it. It's 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 not. I, I can't. It's it's gonna sound really really racist on my part towards black people, but like the the fake names, the the Kyrieses and the Shaquitas and all this Tashante and all. Not, not not to talk bad about. I know a girl named Shante. <laughs> Her actual name is her real name is Tashante, but these names are just like fake names, and they're they're cool, I guess. But like, I want like strong names. Like my dad picked my name out because it had a meaning. Yeah. You know, like he had a purpose. He always tells me, you know, when I was born, why my, why my name was my name mm-hmm. or why my sister's names were their name. I want my kids to have the same kind of feel, the same kind of vibe. It's just, just like, well, I want I you to know that this type pe- of music, huh? There's always people that have different perceptions on that, right? Like some people want their child to be named after something that was relevant and important in a time yeah. when they were there. Um, some parents just tend to want to be unique and be different. Yeah. And I think in any case, I think more often than not, you have to just, you have to remember that that's not your name. Yeah. So whatever you name your child, make sure that in the, in the, in the time in the era that you live in, yeah, it's going to be relevant. It's going to be sufficient, but it's also going to mean something. Yeah. True. Because that person, that child that you're naming that they have to carry that name around with them. Yeah. So don't be selfish when you're naming your child, be respectful, be responsible in the name that you provide them with. Like calling somebody like Dick. <laughs> oh fuck, man! Like I mean, there's some celebrity names, some and some, you know, someone named Apple. their kid Apple. 
Um, to Ke- me, to me, to me, Siri, you know, Tom Cruise's daughter's name is not yeah. a bad name. But now when you hear Siri, you associate it with the iPhone. Yeah. You don't want to associate it with Tom Cruise's child. Northwest. North, yeah. Like, what is that? Like, he, you know, that to me is a selfish name. Yeah. That's not a name. Blue Ivy. That's how you describe, <laughs> that's how you describe the direction in which you're traveling. You know, yeah. going northeast or northwest or whatever her name is. There's people, you know what? Sorry it, It's selfish, man. though. It's they're literally eccentric. selfish. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many names. There's a book of 100 names per letter. Yeah. You can't come up with a better name than that. <laughs> like you're you're literally you're an artist your job is to create material that's unique and creative to everyone's ear yeah yet you name your kid northwest that's that's the stupidest shit i've ever seen <laughs> shit. It, literally that you take the records you make then you tie that into the name that you named your child yeah and none of that screams creativity yeah it screams stupidity oh he's an eccentric dude man i don't know he's a great talent but I couldn't speak to his fatherly uh, ways. Uh, once again, it probably even if I could, I, it'd be hypocritical because I'm not a father, so I have no place, no form of reference. Well, that, maybe that'd probably be that'd probably be mo- very ignorant of me, and I'm already ignorant enough, so I <laughs> I don't want to. On that note, <laughs> let's sign yeah. it off, bro. <laughs> All right, brother. It's been episode six, man. Another, Devil's another Day, one Devil's down. Night, Day Before Halloween. Um, Brian does not watch Halloween movies, but I do. So I'm going to leave you with five Halloween movies that are must-watch before I go on my Hollywood movie bender tomorrow. Um, Nightbreed, uh, Fright Night, either one or two. Um, The Crow, uh, Friday the 13th, Part 2. What else? Halloween 1 and 2, Strangers. I just named my eight. Seven. I, I, named, seven. I think I just named seven. I'm going to tell everybody, fuck all the Halloween movies, okay? Thor comes on on Friday. <laughs> go check that shit out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go check that shit out. Yeah, I'm going to check it out too, but if it's anything like the last two Thors, it's very forgettable. So let's, let's, let's go in with uh, tempered optimism. Fuck Halloween. Go support Thor. That's it. All yeah. right, guys. We're out, man. <laughs>